I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket Has Gone Bananas. Today, we're going to be talking about... We're going to be talking about kind of a, a smorgasbord of Super Monkey Ball titles. Uh, and I'll explain why in a minute. Uh, but... Uh, we are mostly going to be talking about Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which was developed by Ryu Ga- Gotaku Studio and published by Sega. Uh, it was released in 2021 on Switch, PS4, PS5, Windows, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series XS. Um, so we came into this thinking, we'll do Super Monkey Ball, the original game that we have on the GameCube. And the game is old, and uh, I thought that you could just buy Banana Mania and play the first game. This is marginally true, but it is it runs on a different physics system and is in a weird menu and is considered a challenge and doesn't really represent what the original game was. Uh, So we played the original game on the GameCube, and then we also played it on Banana Mania, and then we just went the fuck on ahead and played the second one on Banana Mania and the story mode of that game as well. So uh, I I don't know what to tell you. If you've played the first one, this is probably relevant to all of them, so... Uh, but first, <laughs> uh, if you give us a like or a rating, it'd be greatly appreciated. And also, happy April. Uh, <laughs> We're just a couple of April fools oh, on the podcast this month. I don't know, but the April fools is going to age badly by the time this comes out. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's very obviously not a joke at this point. No, but we are fools, so. That's... Not debatable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Super Monkey Ball is an arcade-timed platformer. It's a Marble Madness game, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the genre of physics engine. Yes. Where <laughs> uh, you roll a ball around, except this time the ball's got a monkey inside of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. It's not that weird because there are there is precedent for this style of game, but it's an interesting sort of like uh, take on it because it it does it is something that seems to be more marketed on this like cute aesthetic appeal. Whereas, as I'm aware, marble games as a as a subgenre seem to be they're very bland like aesthetically and are about like sort of puzzly type level design uh and this is a very challenge oriented game yeah they're usually much more abstract mm-hmm. and look like a 90s like binder <laughs> basically yeah uh and if somebody had asked me many over many years and i think this is still true to this day what is the hardest game that you've ever completed? My answer would be Super Monkey Ball 2. Uh, I think that is still the case. This game is insanity at times. It's very hard. Yeah. Uh, to the point where in some of the later levels, I feel like you need a PhD in 
physics to even grasp what the designers wanted you to do to complete the levels. Yeah, or be a child and have an infinite free time to just do it over and over again. That is also true. One of the two. Because uh, so, the, the first thing that I did when we decided to play this game was actually play through the story mode of Banana Mania. Uh, and the reason was basically I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that I wanted to focus on the Super Monkey Ball 1 stuff. But I knew that this re-release was coming out, and I was excited because I have a lot of nostalgia for this game. Um, and I think it was around level eight of ten that, like, of the worlds mm-hmm. that broke me. Like, I, I complete, like, I finished getting through the rest of the game. But after World Eight, I was, I was dead inside. I was a husk playing a Super Monkey Ball game. Yeah, for me, it was, it was World Seven mm-hmm. was is what got me. Um, and I did not continue beat the rest of the levels. <laughs> so I played uh, like seventy five percent of them. I got to definitely to level seventy five yeah. or seven dash five. But yeah, I I, I don't have the uh, the wealth of experience. I guess <laughs> there is like a there's a strategy element to it where sometimes you can tackle things in sort of unexpected ways that come with experience with the game uh when you start this game though at the beginning and we will i guess like a monkey ball game ramp up our discussion on how difficult these things get Mm -hmm. um we when you start the game it seems very simple uh and it is like it is a simple game you have one control is just tilt the stage to make you move around Mm -hmm. uh and that's all you do is just do that and try and get your monkey th- over the goal tape, and then you win. The, you win the stage. Uh, the ways in which they ramp up the difficulty are almost uncountable. They change the style of level vastly in between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every single one can be a completely different challenge. Mm-hmm. The the thing that got me. Uh, and, like, it's all just, like, nostalgia, like, it comes back to you over time, mm-hmm. uh, is the, the stage Arthropod, uh, which, which I do want to shout out that the game, in the first game, I believe the stages had names, mm-hmm. but they were, like, o- you only showed up when you were scrolling through the list of stages. Uh, when you're in the story mode, I just called them, like, stage one, 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 two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in Banana Mania, they fortunately put them right up front so that you can look at the, the stage title. Because they're all titled, like, modern art pieces. Mm-hmm. I remember there's a level early on, it's like level two something, is just called totalitarian. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what are you trying to get across? Yeah, but sometimes, though, they can give you a little hint as to, like, what to do to beat the level. But, no, oftentimes they are just, like, some kind of just a word yeah <laughs> that may or may not be related to the stage in an obvious way yeah yeah i did not study like sculpture appreciation mm-hmm. that's a class you art nerds take right <laughs> sure uh but yeah in the stage arthropod there's uh just a big walking thing with like suction cup feet mm-hmm. that just marches along on this thing and I remember being like, this feels like a culmination of all the stuff 
that they can do, right? Like, it's kind of a challenging course to get through. It's got moving platforms, uh, and it has, like, a thing, like a big thing that obstructs you. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is all the stuff they got. It was not all the stuff <laughs> they had. Uh, it, it keeps ramping up even further uh, to some really trash bad levels at some point later in the game. Uh, like, there's one where there's just a big teapot that opens, and you have to just be underneath of where the thing lands. Mm. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to beat that on a first attempt. Like, I don't think that it's possible if you don't know where you have to be. Yeah, there was one that, like, the one that broke me, I think, was the one where there's, like, a big cylinder in the middle where the goal rotates around the top of it, and there's all these little things that, like, can launch you up it. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, I didn't never came anywhere close <laughs> to getting it. Mm. Like, cause it like when it, every time it would launch me, like I would try to line it up so I was straight. I'd always launch off to the side like a bad golf swing. Uh-huh. I don't know how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, it's an extremely hard level. The <laughs> <laughs> and actually, uh, they're like. I've read into, like, some some Super Monkey Ball forums, like, people who are big fans of the series. Mm -hmm. When this game came out and people realized it was on a different physics system, they actually called that level out as one that seems to be, like, different or, like, kind of broken with the new system. Mm. Because the way that you're supposed to clear the stage is to launch yourself as straight up as you possibly can and then land on the top of it and fall into Mm. the goal. Yeah. Uh, there's like a bonus points goal, which in the original game would have skipped levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if you hit on the way up, then you—that's how you get that one. Uh, but you won't do that. I don't know anybody right. who could ever do that. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who do, but like, yeah. man, it just seems like an impossibility to keep that much in your head at one time. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I guess. Your experience with this game this is the first Monkey Ball game you've ever played, right? Yeah, I, I know. I have a memory. Like, I probably played it at a friend's house or something. Um, but I do have a memory of like going to the Carnegie Science Center, and I have a, a younger sister, and they had like a like a younger kids room, like a daycare essentially type thing. But there mm-hmm. was like science centery things to do in it, uh, and they had Game Cubes and Super Monkey Ball. There was like a game room set up. And I remember playing it there. Yeah. Um, but that's all that I, I really remember. So that's basically nothing at all. So, yeah, basically first time. Sure. Did it live up to my implication of it being the hardest game ever made? See, I don't remember you saying that about it. Sure. I, like, maybe you did and I forgot. <laughs> but um, I it definitely was harder than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing, like I started playing it like the GameCube version because we have it. Yeah. Um, and it was like off-puttingly hard, because <laughs> um, like the controls feel kind of stiff, um, for like by modern standards anyway. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking like, ah, I wish like there's like some kind of camera control because it's like hard to see these shifty platforms, and blah blah blah. But um. Yeah, and then I switched to playing the Banana Mania, like the Switch version, and uh, it it just felt so much better. It's like it just felt like it clicked. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm playing Super Monkey Ball. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, and I felt even like that the story mode of Banana Mania felt like it 
was a more gradual introduction. The the um, SMB one feels like it just gets into difficult levels right away, <laughs> um, which is yeah a little weird because it's a unique game. Like it felt weird to realize oh I'm tilting the stage and mm-hmm. not moving the ball. Yeah, like that takes like a couple of a couple of stages to really internalize. Um, it does become second nature, but it does feel weird at first. Yeah, and it's weirdly important how like that distinction because you would think that it means nothing, but you get to stages where the floors are warped, and in order to understand like because. There is a tilting the stage is subtly different in the way that the ball will react. Yeah, it affects the momentum and stuff. Yeah, so it's it's weird. You can like make part of a stage flat so that the ball moves freely on it. Whereas if you were moving the ball once you passed a certain threshold, you would just be dead. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is. It's like not important in the sense that like you won't fathom what's going on Mm -hmm. but it is like it kind of explains a lot of the stuff uh, the way that the ball yeah like there's a little bit of a delay Mm -hmm. like if you like you have it tilted like to the right and then you want to like stop yourself from falling off the ledge you have to like overcorrect (laughs) because of the momentum and because it won't affect the ball right away yeah yeah it's such a it's such a hard game to wrap your head around oh, at times. It's a hard game to describe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is kind of intuitive, though, when you play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know what you're trying to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And it starts off really simple. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think the first level is called simple. Yeah, and it's like almost <laughs> overly so. Like, like when, I, when I first started, it, I, I thought it was going to be that you had to collect all the bananas before you got to the goal mm-hmm. and then thought that it was like almost kind of weird how much I just ignored the bananas <laughs> for like most of the, like once it got hard, yeah, I was just like, whatever. And uh, so many of the stages have like this little back part behind where you start that just has some bananas there, uh-huh. like in the exact same <laughs> configuration t- to the point where it stood out as like really odd. Yeah. It seems like they're just there for, like a high score thing. Yeah, which is this is like uh Yeah, we talked about uh like Star Fox, right? Is a game that that wants you to play multiple times and gives you a score mm-hmm. on each level and you're like, "Oh, okay, can I increase my score or whatever?" It feels more arcadey cuz the game is very short. That isn't what Super Monkey Ball is. I feel like there are some of these levels that if I never saw with my eyes again, I would <laughs> I would be happier than if I did. So I, I don't know uh, who's... I mean, there are obviously people out there doing it, uh, but it just seems like a very niche market. Yeah. But it's possible that's who the game is for, and it's just marketed to a wider audience. Yeah, it's like the cutesy monkey stuff. Mm-hmm. Is I think why these had some popularity in the early 2000s or whenever this came out. Right. Uh, but I actually did, I have a theory. Uh, uh-huh, a game theory? A game theory, thanks for watching, about our, uh, about, about how difficult the game gets quickly. Mm-hmm. Because I, as I was playing through the story mode and then later through the SMB1 challenge uh, in Banana Mania, I was like, these worlds are not 
structured like a difficulty curve. No, like not at all. I think that they're structured like a workout <laughs> where it ramps up in difficulty and then cools you down before going back up again. Mm-hmm. A lot of like final levels of chapters are a lot easier than the ones that were two or three levels before them. Uh, and I'm almost convinced that that's intentional, that they were like, we'll just do it like where you're right in the middle of the stage. The player won't want to just quit and throw their entire world out a window mm. because they're so deep in and they know they're about to finish. Yeah, and then you end on a high note to boost your confidence. Yeah, to so keep you playing. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Uh, I haven't played it as much to have like really noticed that, but mm-hmm. that's probably true. Would make. I mean, it, it, I think, do think it makes sense. You heard it here first. The monkey ball theory <laughs> that takes the world by storm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because there will be levels like that can seem hard on their face, but then you realize, like, oh, I can just kind of go around this uh-huh. and then just get to the goal. Like, there are some that feel like they're really like undermined. By like yeah, by just like being deceptively simple, and in a way that like it's hard to tell if it's intentional or not. Like there is yeah. a stage I did earlier today that had like a bunch of dominoes, and like you hit the button and it knocks the dominoes over, and like you literally you just go around them, <laughs> and it's not even like you have to go super fast or you won't make it in time, and the goal mm-hmm. falls through. It just you just go around it. Yeah, and it's like, I, and it just felt like, did I find an exploit? <laughs> you know, or is it supposed to be like this? It's kind of hard to tell on some levels. Yeah, and especially the later in the game you get, every time that you see a level like that, it feels like, am I being psyched out right now? Like, is this not like I'm gonna get to where I think I'm supposed to be, and then a boot is gonna fly in <laughs> from off screen and just kick me into the stratosphere? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then actually, that ties into sort of your note on bananas, um, mm. which is a sentence I said. Um, when you play the original game uh, as it is, you have two lives and then continues. And you mm-hmm. can unlock further continues by playing the game more and earning play points, uh, which is how gamecube games added length to yeah and the bananas do get you more lives yeah so the uh, in the original game they had a purpose uh-huh but only when you collect a hundred of them and most levels have like eight <laughs> bananas yeah, like it is rare for there to be more than 50 it feels like yeah so you're not gonna just be swimming in extra lives and to get them you would have to go super far out of your way um but then, yeah, when you play Banana Mania, which doesn't have the lives and continue system, thank God, uh, <laughs> there are stages that are obviously built for it, where it's like, if you take on this little extra challenge, you can get a whole bunch of bananas. But since your objective is finish the level, mm-hmm. you get on the easy path and just do it. <laughs> and it feels like it breaks up the 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 curve. Yeah, it, it does feel like they're kind of tied together in the sense that, like, some of the levels feel like they're designed to be hard only if you're trying to get all the bananas. Mm-hmm. There's like there's one level, I think it's in the first one, where it's just like a bunch of these uh like like there's like these little like cylinders with all these little prongs that are shooting out that like can knock you around and you kind of just maneuver through them and it's not hard, but like I imagine if you tried to get all the bananas it would be like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can just kind of just squeeze through and beat the level 
without much trouble at all. Yeah. I always I, I always feel like the levels are designed by somebody just making a 3D model of something mm. and then just importing it into the game and being like, how does this play? And they probably fine-tune it from there. So you do end up with those levels that feel like they then put the bananas in and were like, man, I hope nobody tries to go for all of these because <laughs> they like basically impossible to get. Uh I found that I found that struggle a lot more real on the GameCube version than I did on Banana Mania mm-hmm. uh, of trying to like amass more bananas. So yeah, it does kind of feel like, and I guess you have to think of the time it was made that like the assets they were making, like there are some that are really weird, like that, like you brought up the arthropod level. Yeah, there's like this big walking <laughs> bug thing, uh-huh. and. It it doesn't match the aesthetic of anything. Like it's just some random thing that is they they made and they put in the level. They're like what would be turning this big wheel? I don't know, like a giant bug, like a big bug with four uh, legs. So yeah, it does kind of feel a little like uh, we just use what we have mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, did you end up playing the level UFO? I don't remember where it is in the story. Um, Describe it. It, it is a, it's a level where what you do is just roll off into this big container, and it has a button inside. And when you press the button, it like spins around and does a lap of the area, and you just have to hit the goal while you're being fucking jostled all mm, around. And I don't remember it. that one. Okay, that is an example of, and I, there are other ones, but that's one that I remembered, so I'm sorry that it it's wasn't right. one that you played. It's all right. <laughs> but that's an example of, of, like, a level where there's an asset, a thing they made to put into the game that is just, like, a reflective thing. There's also the, the ones with the jumping bean shaped things Mm -hmm. that you like go around and there's like little circle platforms where they land on it's like they put everything into this big weird background Mm -hmm. with like themes and then the monkeys and the bananas but then everything inside of it is completely abstract like has no detail yeah it's a little bit like mario sunshine secret levels yeah but less like feels like real objects and more it just feels like a shape that yeah. somebody made <laughs> some geometry yeah uh and i found that extremely i well strange also just really of the time yeah yeah no this definitely has some like and i don't know just because i played the playstation 2 like it definitely has that like kind of nostalgic ps2 charm um that yeah, it's kind of hard to describe. Where like like the stuff that we're saying, like it just feels like it has some like the those old game trappings mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I always think it's fun to play newer games. I feel like they still have that. Like uh, I always feel like the Monster Hunter games kind of still feel a little bit like PS2 games. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> um, or even like a recent example would be like uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Like I feel like the town feels so PS2. It sure does. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is, a lot of people are saying a bad thing about the game, 
So I guess everybody can make their own. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of enjoy it personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it on the Pokemon Legends podcast coming. I don't know, a couple years from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it 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 does. It has a really old style of design, and it's captured even in the remaster. I think like mm-hmm. it still feels old even though they've done their best to sort of like polish it up and put it out it just has this like that beautiful transition point between the 90s and 2000s sort of just energy to it Mm -hmm. uh, that has always appealed to me uh as somebody who grew up in that era yeah it's such a, a a time capsule even now uh, and it just amuses the shit out of me at times. Yeah, it, it feels really experimental. Like mm-hmm. it was a time, yeah, where things weren't as like homogenous or concrete as they are now. So you could see like wildly different approaches to to game development from like bigger companies. Like this was made, it was produced by Sega, you know, and it's like it's it hard to imagine Sega putting out something that's like that different. Yeah, now. Yeah, because, like, we talked about, just a couple years ago, we talked about um, Katamari Damacy. Yeah, which I feel another like, similar game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It has a really similar sort of, like, feel to it. And that's a Namco title. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and one that has, like, a, a large following to this day. And I think Monkey Ball, to a slightly lesser extent, also has, like, kind of a community built yeah. around it. People know it, for yeah. sure. And it does, it makes me wish that, like, like we're in the era of... Like the AAA and indie spaces se- separated by a pretty big gulf. Yeah, uh, and a lot of the things that feel this way are being made in the indie space. Yep, and it's more expected there. Yeah, like we definitely talked about that on the Katamari episode, where it's like it felt, it feels like if this was made now mm-hmm. as like a new thing, it would be from an indie studio. Yeah, it, it's just got that like. It's it's got it, this feels like somebody was a big Marvel Madness fan and was like, what if it was blisteringly difficult? Yeah, this is like the Kaizo Mario for Marvel Madness. Yeah. And also, what if it was cute? And also cute, and also had a ton of dull brand. Oh yeah, I can't believe it took this long for it to come up. Yeah, yeah, in the original, not in the remaster. Mm. Yeah, apparently, Dull sponsored this game. <laughs> Which is wild. Did you see? There's there's one that was particularly egregious from the first one, where it's like, well, I think it's like the first level where like the floor really splits apart. Yeah, and it's like the whole thing is just like Dole logos. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and like if you look at the the remaster, they do just sort of texture over all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's just taken out. But it is really it's amusing because it isn't like so fundamentally built into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh that the, it can't be removed, but seeing it like in contrast, because I played Banana Mania first and then the first game, and then was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's it, it feels weird, especially for the time. Like, I can't remember older games ever having like sponsorships in them, yeah, but I do think this is more of common in Japan. Because, like, I know that they do a lot of, like, crossovers with, like, Monster Hunter mm-hmm. um, with brands. And I know, like, Final Fantasy fifteen and, like, a thousand sponsors. No. <laughs> uh, and they had the cup noodle hat. Of course. Um, and stuff like that. That was going to be my example of something that could not be altered if they re-released <laughs> the game later. 
gotta have that cup noodle hat uh yeah and like i've heard tell uh though i've never like noted it in the old noodle myself the Mm -hmm. old cup noodle um that there are games that have like advertisements in them like environmentally like there's like burnout games that have like billboards for actual products and stuff that's true yeah but it isn't something that i ever clocked as a kid uh, but the dull thing absolutely was, and it's because it's unavoidable. Yeah. It's everywhere. And it's funny to me. It's not funny to me because of a capitalist dystopia where everything <laughs> has a dull logo on it is a terrifying world to exist in, which is what you do when you play Super Monkey Ball on the GameCube. But it's funny to me now because no matter what age I am, I've never looked at what brand of bananas I was buying. <laughs> like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Because like, I, I put bananas on a scale that tells me how much I have to pay for them, and then I put them in a bag. And there's never a logo on them where they're, like, on a sticker on the banana mm. that I'm not paying attention to. So I don't know who... I mean, I guess Dole sells things other than bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that could be the brand awareness that they're creating. I guess, yeah. But it's just... It's very strange to me uh, to market... Just marketing produce generally seems like a difficult job. I guess is what I'm getting. At. Yeah, yeah, because they don't come in packaging, as you were saying. Yeah, it most is, of the it time. is weird to think of like a, a head of lettuce having a brand attached to it. Yeah, or even just doing like a crossover with a head of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> it really is just an odd thing to think about. Yeah, for sure. If I can product placement in movies, you've got like a. <laughs> Like an A-list star just, like, eats a a raw head of lettuce. You just do that thing with, like, the guys moving the sheet of glass across the street. Like, somebody's (laughs) wheeling a cart of lettuce. Mm -hmm. With some auspicious brand name attached to the side of it. Uh, That's the Dole bit. Yeah. That's that's what we have on Dole. (laughs) We're done doling out the Dole commentary. It is funny... I guess one last note, because uh-huh. we were just looking for Dole's slogans. We do this, like, jokey brand slogan thing at the beginning of every Pocket episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was amusing how difficult it was to find a Dole slogan when they literally are all over this this game. I feel like Dole needs to get its advertising priorities <laughs> in order. <laughs> it's just, I have no connection with this whole fruit company for some reason. <laughs> Uh, which monkey you pick? <laughs> uh, I didn't really like uh, choose that many different monkeys, mm-hmm. um, but I I went with I I, who's like the mascot yeah. in the pirate outfit because you had it unlocked. So I, I, I thought that was fun. <laughs> I have everything unlocked. Yeah. I played uh, more of this game than I needed to for this podcast episode. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was wondering, are there any differences to the monkeys, or is it just like a ballot swap? I was like, wondering this also. Um, I think in the first game, and definitely in some of the mini games, mm. the monkeys have statistics, like weight and top speed and stuff, like yeah. a racing game. But I'm pretty sure in Banana Mania, it makes no difference. Because I play as Gone Gone exclusively. Yeah. 
Not exclusively at all, <laughs> but uh, he is my favorite one. Just a big angry monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I brought up earlier, um, the, like when I first started playing, I really want felt like there should be some kind of camera control, uh, more than just tilting it for a second and then immediately going back. <laughs> um, and it also kind of felt like, and I, I, this I felt feel less strongly about, but like like there should have been like maybe like a break or something for the ball. Oh yeah. Um, and I just wondered if you had any thoughts on that as somebody who's played these games so much. Yeah, I think the camera one is extremely interesting to me. Yeah, like I I never kind of got over that itch to like want to be able to move the camera. <laughs> yeah, the that is the thing that I think I found coming back to the game to be the most problematic is that I would want to know, like on that launcher level you were talking about, Mm -hmm. like being able to see where the goal is. Yeah. Is it up there? Am I even in the right (laughs) zone to actually go in the direction I want to go? Yeah. And you really can't know without moving. You have to change your direction to be able to change the, the camera. Uh, Adding a break to the ball is like heresy of the yeah, highest no, order. I just, I definitely agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it would be like too good and just wouldn't mesh with the mechanics of the game. It just like, when I first started playing, like when more of the levels are like flat planes, uh, it, where you like, you maybe are rolling and then like, uh, you just barely fall off the ledge and you're still like adjusting to that. Yeah. It's like, why can't I like slow the ball down a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, uh, it's that is probably one of the bigger hurdles. I there's a way in this game increase friction. <laughs> yeah, in, in, a friction button is what we need. Uh-huh. Uh, there's actually an unlockable ability in this game that you can enable in the options menu to let you jump, uh, which is a a mechanic because this is based on the engine from their last game banana blitz Mm. um which just has jumping in it as like a default mechanic interesting so they put it in this game as a way for you to to uh i don't know just like an option you can turn it on and and do the levels in a different way and i did i i actually did turn it on for a couple of the later game levels that i just couldn't beat without um and i think it's an interesting like difficulty thing i think that they could implement a break in a similar way um, yeah, I was thinking, like, you could do it kind of like a power-up or something, where it's, like, the ball just, like, shoots some spikes out or something, <laughs> and they're able to, like, slow you down. Right. But it's, like, a temporary thing. And do it in a flavorful way that actually looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you mess with the assist mode at all? No, I did not. It is laughably stupid. Um <laughs> I, I we talked very extremely briefly, almost sadly too briefly, on the Celeste episode about the fact mm. that it has an assist mode. Yeah, I think it's because none of us used it. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a really great implementation of this system. Mm-hmm. The Super Monkey Ball one is awful. It what it has a its default function is just it doubles the time that you have on the stage, oh. which is relevant. In two stages, maybe, <laughs> that you might run out of time on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some stages that doubling the time limit just increases the amount of misery that you're in. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it has a slow motion mode, which is what I was excited about. I was like, at the end of the game, I know there's some shit 
that I just am not going to be able to keep up with. And putting it in slow motion would make this, but it doesn't, it puts the whole game into slow motion. Mm. So not just the stage hazards, but also you. So if you enable it, you're already fucked, essentially. Uh Because as soon as you take your thumb off the button, you will just explode Mm. and die. So I ended up not using it either. That sounds like it would make the game easier, but it does also seem like it would probably have unforeseen uh, weirdness. Yeah, it's just a weird system altogether. Uh, I recommend anybody who's never played a Monkey Ball game and might do so from our, I don't know if I would call this a glowing recommendation, (laughs) uh, (laughs) to experiment with it, because the game is really hard, and if you can make use of it, I think absolutely Mm -hmm. go for it. But Yeah, what was it, uh, Tamashi? Mm. had a slow motion mode that was like it's like easy mode right that you enabled by accident. yeah it was, it was just on when i started <laughs> i still don't understand how that happened yeah i must have i feel like i didn't open the options menu but like it seems like that would make the most sense is that i like, accidentally turned it on mm-hmm. like i have no idea what happened with that he's like well, this game really... like, yeah it's really weird creative choice yeah <laughs> That it goes so slow. And it's the kind of game where you wouldn't ever notice. Yeah. In Monkey Ball, it's very obvious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's that. That's in the options mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to... This is like an end of the podcast thing, oh, sure. so if you've got other stuff... No, I, we, we were so efficient on this, we just kind of hit everything, like bam, 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 bam. Okay. I mean, that's good. We uh, that's that's what Monkey Ball taught us. Yeah, be efficient, short and sweet. No wasted movements. Short and sweet, like a banana, <laughs> like a plantain, like a plantain. Super. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna nip that in the butt. All right. Uh, I want to shout out the mini games, mm. kind of like a plantain. It's mini. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and specifically, I want to shout out uh, golf. For being the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, a great idea. Super great. And honestly, not bad execution, except hole eight is impossible. It's physically not a thing that a person can do. It's physically impossible. It's physics engine impossible. Uh, and I, I dare anybody to show me a screenshot <laughs> of them beating it in less than like 25 strokes. Mm-hmm. Um my high score is currently 80 (laughs) so it's not easy um but also billiards weirdly Mm. is i I went through and played all the mini games just this time just for kicks uh some of the ones for monkey ball 2 like uh i think it's called like shoot or something monkey shoot is like a like a light gun game uh and actually is pretty fun but the billiards game is like legitimately the best billiards game i've played in a way that it feels like it shouldn't be Mm. uh it just does the physics simulation really well and just feels like a calming and nice thing to play yeah it does seem like a really good fit Mm -hmm. and a lot of the other ones like race are kind of like it's what you expect it's not very exciting Mm -hmm. uh there's like a what it's like a boat one there's like a boat one where you row and it feels really forced in 
I feel like I've seen footage of it. Isn't there one that's like a like a paragliding game where, yeah. the, where the ball opens up? As a parachute. Yeah. I spent my whole childhood. Like you ramp off. I think maybe I watched you and Joey play it or something. Probably. Uh, I spent like my whole childhood trying to beat those stages. Like mm-hmm. to the point, like to a, a decent level. And I, tr- I was like, oh, I remember this. I'll fucking nail it. And just like dead instantly just did a terrible job oh uh, it's the physics engine oh uh, yeah uh, it's different <laughs> <laughs> uh, my controller's a little stiff it's yeah. kind of old i need yeah. to replace it wasn't even plugged in yeah it's not it's wireless but yeah, whatever yeah. uh uh yeah so i'm bad at that now mm. uh but yeah that's it i just wanted to call out billiards for being cool and golf for being cool except for hole eight <laughs> Do we have fruit thoughts? Uh, my my fruit thoughts um, are... Uh, God, what do I say? Because I've known about Super Monkey Ball for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, since it came out, basically. But I never really played it. Um, and, and coming to it, like, it was definitely harder than I expected. But uh, it was basically what i thought it would be um something that's yeah like more arcadey and um yeah like physics based arcadey and like it's cute like the presentation does go a long way to like make it feel like a pleasant thing to be doing all the way up until it gets super hard (laughs) yeah um but it, it it is like the kind of thing where uh it lacks a lot of like it's just like very like a like a games game like there aren't like any other like frills it's just like arcade high score get the ball to the goal kind of thing Mm. um and yeah usually i don't uh click with those kinds of games as much as others um and that was the case with this like i enjoyed my time with it but uh don't know that i'm gonna like having the itch to come back and play more of it um, but I do know, I feel like it's, like I said, with, like, the PS2 charm uh, to anyone our age, it feels like the kind of thing that, like, if I did play it back then, I I would be in the same boat as you, <laughs> where, like, I would have played the shit out of it, and it would be a nostalgic favorite. Like, I just know it would be. Um, but coming to it as an adult, it did feel like it's, like, a little lacking, uh, like, the answer are a little short, uh, and maybe a little bit too hard at times. Um, so it didn't quite... Uh, <laughs> make it into the goal for me but uh still like a very fun time and i did enjoy it yeah i yeah this is a a definite nostalgic game for me um one that i played a lot when i was a child uh and enough to the point where i bought the sequel when it came out and enjoyed it as well um so i was honestly i was excited when this got announced um similar to like when warrior the new warrior war got announced because it's just like these are series that i feel like I grew up with and really defined my inability to pay attention to anything for longer than a minute. <laughs> uh, and it, it really is like uh, playing this again felt way more natural than I expected it to. Um, so like my final thoughts for this, my fruit thought, I love when I come up with just a really bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for this particular title is like 
I still think this is a cool, good, interesting game. Uh, but it is not worth necessarily the amount of time that you would have to put in to become like proficient in it. If it is something that you enjoy, then the experience is definitely satisfying. Um, but if you're coming in cold, there are just going to be some levels that just fucking wipe the floor with you. Uh, and it is, it's like almost mentally and emotionally taxing in a way that I just wasn't expecting, despite the fact that the rest of it felt so natural to me. Um, I don't know. It was an intriguing, hot and cold kind of experience. Uh, and I still love these games, uh, even if they just gave me a big dose of pain in the past couple weeks. Uh, yeah, I also want to shout out, um, like, I gave this game a lot of props for being unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's only one Super Monkey Ball, I guess. Like, there isn't anything else that's like it. Uh, and that's also something I think was more common uh, back back in the day for you sure got, you got more varied unique products mm-hmm. than you do now from like a from, from like sega yeah, yeah. from like triple a <laughs> studios largely because budgets mm-hmm. mean you had to play it safer but thank you for listening to no clip pocket what are we talking about next time next time we're going to be talking and you already know this about ape escape uh we have remedied our hardware issue and can now actually play the game uh so we're going to be talking about it next time uh playstation one catch catch em monkeys gotta catch them all gotta catch them all gotta catch like most of them to succeed <laughs> in the game uh <laughs> Uh, until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find links to our Twitter, our Discord, and uh, you can find our... God, how, what episodes? What episodes could ever be like Super Monkey Ball? <laughs> Katamari. Yeah, you go listen to the Katamari episode on the... Uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, or WarioWare. Those are both things we mentioned. Yep. Actually, yeah. The WarioWare episode is a very is very indicative of that of this game style because it's like barely over an hour long. <laughs> or very appropriately. Mm-hmm. Mm. Roll the ball into that like button <laughs> let That's us know. I like that one just going out with a whimper <laughs> more like going out with a chimper a campaign that was described as one of the most aggressive advertising and promotion campaigns ever seen in the banana business <laughs>